Welcome, everybody, to the 49ers edition of Worst Take. Today, we have a special guest, Leo Luna. Leo, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me on first, Matt. And uh, so I write for Sports Illustrated All 49ers, and I also have my own YouTube channel, Tapped in Sports. And uh, so let's go ahead and talk some Niner football. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, so I watched a couple of Leo's videos, and he was talking about the secondary. So brought him on today. Figured we'd do a little bit of some secondary evaluation heading into the 2020 season. So let's start with the corners. Um, we got Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman is by far the most just stable player on the defense, on the secondary. Um, last year, he was PFF's number one graded corner. Um, if you guys saw recently, he was not put in CBS Sports top 10 corners, which I don't know how that's the case, but Sherman's great. Uh, a lot of people like to critique him and say, oh, he can't he can't cover man and you know he, this and that. He's a perfect schematical fit, and he produces. He gets a lot of interceptions, a lot of plays on the ball, and he locks down his side of the field. He's been doing that for a long time. Uh, Leo, what, what are your thoughts heading into the season just on, on Sherman? On Sherman, despite the age, he's going to be playing in, what, his age 32 season, and he was still one of the top corners in the league with CBS sports goes everything. I just see that they send out it. I kind of shake my head at. <laughs> so moving forward for myself and you know, you guys could take my own advice on this. If you see CBS sports, just don't pay attention. I, I think they might be doing it for clickbait at this point. Um, and with Sherman, like you said, he's a great scheme fit. Even if people want to bring up man, it's for what reason to, to give you guys something to feel good about, or let's not notice when he locked up uh, Adam Thielen in the playoffs, in the slot, man-to-man, read the route, picked off the interception. So what more do you guys want to see? I just don't understand. It's about winning football. And if winning football puts him in a cover-three scheme, and that's how this defense is built, it's in a cover-three scheme, everybody helps everybody. And... Um, there's no reason to switch that up just for people to get a different narrative. He's he's great at what he's done. He's one of the best to ever do it. So I think he will continue that in his age 32 season. I don't see that as too old, and he didn't see me show me any regression. Yeah, he did get beat off the line a couple times, but let's just not overreact on it because that's not something that happened all season. Happened twice. So yeah, I, he'll be fine. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. He might not be like the most physically talented corner but right. in a way that kind of helps him because he knows what he's good at he knows what he's capable of he doesn't put himself into situations where he's going to get toasted i mean of course every corner gets toasted so right to, to say like oh yeah well like revis didn't get toasted like revis still got toasted and he might be the a top three all-time corner so sherman's exactly. still great uh no reason to overact obviously i think he would if he gets hurt that's probably the biggest issue you could have in the secondary that would be something really scary just because he he locks down that side of the field like that's his side of the field where it really makes offenses have to force the ball to the other side and i think that's super crucial um yeah just to touch on that it's he he did miss a game this year against the atlanta falcons and julio jones torched that defense yeah julio jones is an elite elite wide receiver but uh he just torched us 
won the game for them. And I, I think that's injuries. Sherman's the one guy who cannot be injured yeah. um, <laughs> in the secondary, for sure. On the, on the other side, and you've talked about this, Leo, and I, I agree with you, this, the starter on, on the other side of the defense should be Emmanuel Mosley. I think it's pretty crazy that he went undrafted. He's not some unathletic corner. He's, he's an athletic dude just not really known um and he should definitely be the starter coming the next year yeah he, he's another guy that people like to overreact about the super bowl like he gets torched well it was a genius play that got him you know the the big third and 20 or third and 15 whatever that play was that they they get him on that route he comes down to the hook and they throw that that corner route but one play doesn't define a guy and he was spectacular down the stretch it against the vikings digs Diggs has that big touchdown on Akello, and they go, okay, Akello, you're, you're done. And he comes right. in, and he does his job for the rest of the, rest of the season. When Akello got hurt early in the year, that was one of those moments where it's like, who's going to be the starting corner? And Richard Sherman's the guy that advocated, no, we have a man, we have E-Man. You know, he's going to come in, he's going to be that other starter. And Sherman right. was right. Like, Sherman might talk a lot, but most of the time he says stuff, it's, it's pretty accurate, especially if he's talking about other corners. Um, I was super impressed with E-Man this year, and I think that he has to be the day one starter just because he was so much more consistent than Akella was, and he was a, he was a good corner. He was a good mm-hmm. player. He wasn't just like, oh, he got the job. No, he was good. So, Right. And I'm never going to disagree with what Shanahan decides to do or Robert Sala, but if I'm them, I'm day one training camp, if it does happen, crossing my fingers, day one training camp, I'm saying Emmanuel Mosley is my starter, opposite of Sherman. And there's no reason to have a quarterback, or excuse me, cornerback competition as far as what he showed in last season. Um, it, the passer rating against Emmanuel Mosley was an 80.2, including the playoffs. On Akella Weatherspoon, it was about 115 passer rating against, and he gave up seven touchdowns opposed to Mosley's two. Um, on top of that, it's you brought up the Minnesota game. I was there, I was present, and... You can make a debate if the 49ers even win that game. Now, I'm not saying the Minnesota Vikings would beat them if Akello's on the other side. I'm not overreacting with that as well. Um, but there is a case to me, Bay, that Akello could have been picked on all game on third downs against Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen to where it would have made that game a whole lot tougher to win. You could even make that case for the following week against Green Bay. They have an elite wide receiver, Devontae Adams. And he could they could put him on Witherspoon all game, and it, it would make that game a lot tougher to win. But Emmanuel Mosley suffocates the receiver. Um, similar does Akella Witherspoon, but he just, you know, yeah. loses the ball once it's in the air. Um, that's why I don't take too much into PFF when it, looking at Witherspoon and Mosley, just because Witherspoon's coverage is great. He just doesn't know how to play the ball. Unfortunately, it may be a confidence issue. I would, I like the guy, so I don't want to sound like I'm trashing him. I think he can be a starter in this league. I think he can be a quality player in this league. But as of right now, I'm just going with Emmanuel Mosley based off what he showed me last season. And what he did was coming off as kind of a rookie season because the year before, in 2018, he had zero defensive snaps. So he had zero experience coming into the season and played a hell of you know, hell of a game in that coverage scheme 
compared to Akilla Witherspoon, who was in his third year there, had more time to adapt. Um, I would like to see Witherspoon start again, uh, but Manuel Mosley is my guy that I'm rolling with. Just, you know, five less touchdowns than Witherspoon. That speaks volumes to me. Yeah, I let's kind of transition into Akello. I completely agree with you. He is, he is very talented. However, right now, this is a win now team. Obviously, they're just they're just in the Super Bowl. Emmanuel Mosley's he's been more consistent, and I think you kind of look at the track record and you go, okay, Mosley's Mosley's played better. Not to say that Akello can't play better, because the first few weeks before Akello got hurt, he was out there playing like an All Pro corner. He was playing to his potential. He gets hurt, right. comes back, and he gets torched. But week one, he's locking up Mike Evans and Godwin. He's he's getting a lot of pass deflections. He's been he was he was great, um, and mm-hmm. they were having a tough time against him. And it that was one of the things at the beginning of the year was like, oh, this Niners defense can be super good, not necessarily because of all the pass rush. Obviously, that helps, but. Look at this pass rush, and on top of it, they have two corners. They have Sherman, who's proven it, and and a lot of people didn't know that Akella was playing so well, but Akella was playing really, really well. So if he can play like that, then the Niners are going to have a scary, scary defense like, like they did last year. But he was the weak link at the end of the year, and I think it's I think you got to assume that it's confidence, you know, it's the ball skills, stuff that I think he can work out of. Now, it's obviously, there's a question of can he work, work it out, but the talent is there. And so I think that down the line, he can definitely be a good NFL corner. I think he can be a great NFL corner. But there's still a lot of question marks there where there's not as many with Mosley. And if you have Sherman on the other side, like you can just say, okay, yeah, Mosley's going to do his job, and that's that's enough. So that's kind of where I stand on that whole thing. Same, same. Um, I, I just spoke about this with you off air. It's John Lynch has shown a history of doing a one-year flyer deal's with guys he liked. He did it with Jimmy Ward. Paid off this offseason. He did that with Ronald Blair. We'll see if it pays off. I think it should. He's the hell of a talent. And then I can see that next season with the Killer Weatherspoon. He's a guy they drafted in the third round. And you go to the practice field, you'll see how athletic this guy is. Long, lanky, 4-4 speed. He can, his co- like I said, his coverage is there. Um, so if you continue to mentor this guy and show him the ropes yeah he's already had three years in, under his belt but sometimes it you know it just flips it did that with carlos rogers when he came to the 49ers the light just flipped and you know i look i see his only interception last season was against Jameis winston <laughs> so he had one of the 30 but i i would like to see him play better against the other quarterbacks like russell wilson just consistently picks on him um, he gave up another two touchdowns to the Rams in a close game. So yeah. I, I think it's just gaining confidence within the division as well will be huge uh, moving forward for Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, one thing about him is you look at how Shanahan and Lynch value special teamers so much, similar to Bill Belichick. I'm currently reading a book about just Bill's philosophy, and he used when he was in Cleveland, uh, the defensive coordinators would get mad at him because he would take the starting starting defensive players, and this is a long time ago before he was at with the, with the Patriots. Right. But he would take start, starters on defense and put them at gunner and put them out there, basically because he wanted that that like extra oomph on the special teams, where he's like, if my special teams is better, we can win the game. And he won a lot of games like that. Also, 
the big thing about it was that he would build confidence within players because you have some guy that's a starter as a corner and he comes flying down the field as a gunner and lights up the returner. Well, he is fired up and he is feeling it. I think something like that for Akello could go a long way where you go, oh, the, the flip switch for Akello. He is playing aggressive. He is playing confident. Where, And and that stuff does work. Like You could be like, oh, it's oh, special teams. But it there's a value to it. I mean, Bill's the biggest believer in it, and he's probably the greatest coach in all of sports. He might be, you know? So so that's, that's something that could happen. Um, I, yeah, I think that's a great thing to bring up is just, uh, you know, gain his confidence within the special teams because that's probably will – where he will start next season. So getting his confidence there, he starts feeling good about himself. The Niners win, you know, they say they get off to a 5-1 and one start. He's feeling good. If he has to fill into a, a starting corner role, he may have the confidence to do it. He may have the confidence to react on a football. He's shown he can react, but it's just once that he loses that confidence, it goes downhill from there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, quite a different player here is slot corner Kawan Williams. He's one of the better slot corners in the game. Last season, he forced six fumbles. That's not something you see out of every slot corner right there. Um, right. And he's one of those guys that I'm very scared that we're going to lose uh, going into 2021 because he's super valuable. And obviously, like regu- like re- a lot of fans don't realize that, but he makes a massive impact on the game. He's not the biggest guy, not the most athletic. He's incredibly smart, and he does his job so well. He knows his role, and he plays it to the to the best um i'm re- i really like him if he gets hurt that's another guy that it could be like uh-oh and you're gonna have to have jimmy ward kicking down there so i think kwan williams is a very underrated asset on this team and i think he's gonna be a huge have a huge role again uh in 2020 right i would have full confidence in jimmy ward playing the slot but <clears throat> you bring up his contract it's his last year of his deal i can definitely see the some team paying him $8 million per season, $9 million per season, because it's an underrated role. It's a lot of teams are doing three wide receiver sets. And you mentioned the forced fumbles last season. That's why I believe the 49ers should go get um, Jamal Adams, because Jamal Adams could bring that forced fumble from the slot, you know, playing that little uh, nickel position, as well as go sack the quarterback, he, he lets you do that, and it, it makes you miss K-1 a little less. Um, they'll miss him regardless, but it is a huge role. I could see Jimmy still playing that efficiently because K-1 did give up 74% reception rate. So when he was targeted, 74% of the time was a reception. But a lot of that time, it was in between the sticks, so they still stopped him on third down. So don't look at that too much, but... Do I have confidence in Jimmy Ward playing the slot and allowing a 74% catch rate? Oh, yeah, I think Jimmy Ward could even possibly do better than that. Yeah. So I don't – and then you could throw Tarverius more up top and have him play the deep safety. So they do have a fit moving forward on that. But with Jimmy Ward's injury history, I wouldn't be too keen on him playing too much in the slot. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the guy that probably would – fill in that slot would be dj reed he just tore his peck probably out for the year i don't know how important that's gonna be down the stretch it could be something that you go dang if dj reed was here you know it'd be a lot better he's he's not the best player he's young he doesn't have a ton of experience 
I really liked him coming out. I thought, oh, this guy could be the, the backup the backup nickel, and that's that's what he's been. You know, he's he's came in, been pretty good, pretty solid special teamer. That's something that's kind of going to be a bummer for losing him, but don't think it's the biggest deal. Um, a couple other corners on the roster: Jason Verrett, Tim Harris. Their reserves don't you don't want them playing. <laughs> um, but then we're talking about Jimmy Ward. He just got extended. Jimmy Ward's been one of my favorite players for a long time. Uh, obviously, he has the the confidence that you want in a secondary player. Uh, the one video you always see of him is him fighting on the practice field with with Nuff. Yeah. Um, and that one, that's just awesome. I, I've always been a big fan of Jimmy Ward. Uh, when the Niners were, were pretty pretty bad, it was him and Buckner really the only guys on the defense <laughs> that you could be like, oh, well, they're, they're doing their, their job. Um, right. But I'm happy they extended Jimmy Ward. Hopefully he doesn't mess him up financially in the next few years. I think that it was a smart move. I, I loved the fact that the Niners traded Buck, Buckner. Well, I didn't love it. I, obviously, I, I like Buckner. But I thought it was a smart move to kind of be like, okay, this dude wants too much. We can keep Jimmy Ward and Eric Armstead. And they understood that Jimmy Ward was a very valuable player. That one-year contract to pay off, it was a great move by Lynch. Absolutely great move. Great move. Um, yeah. If he didn't do that, they would have been kicking themselves right now. Because he probably would have done that for another team. Because he would have signed somewhere as a free safety. Yeah. Which he played last year. When you kind of think about what the good organizations do, is they take these guys that are very talented. Because Jimmy was a first-rounder. And... I feel like he's kind of a forgotten first rounder, but the problem that he's had is he's been injured a lot. Um, but he's on the field; he's good. He's a good player, and you see this with good organizations. They acquire guys that are very talented that haven't been playing up to their potential. Well, the Niners did that when they signed him to a one-year deal, and it panned out perfectly. So they did it internally, which rather probably rather go internal than external to kind of show your players that you got some love for them. But right. I thought it was a great move. Um, hopefully he can he can stay healthy. Last year he missed a few games. Um, I think he got knocked out in the Super Bowl. That's why Tavares Moore got a pick. Oh, uh, he he, he was there. Right? He was there in that play. He was Jimmy Ward was playing in the slot. Okay, okay. Yeah. He missed a few plays though, right? When he because he was the guy that came down and popped yeah, he Mahomes. Yeah, he missed a few plays, not much though. Yeah, um, and th- he's a he's a tough player. Like, like that's a prime example. You, you miss a few plays just because he's coming up there smacking guys. Uh, yeah. But he's a he's a violent player, but he's a good, good coverage player. And that's the thing that he's super important. Hopefully, we get some more interceptions out of him. He's shown that he can be that guy. I think last year he's kind of just – there's a goose egg there. Just It just happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, I wonder if next year, you know, you might see him have a, a bunch of them. Uh, other safety, Jaquaski Tart. He is extremely underrated. He is a great player. He not only is just a great box safety, but he's also good at covering as well. Um, There's a play, I believe it was in the Super Bowl, where he is way back. He's like 15, 17 yards back. He comes flying down across the field and knocks a pass away. And he he covered his like 20, 30 yards in the span of like a couple seconds. Like just crazy reaction time where he completely sniffs out the play and he knows exactly where it's going. He's, He's great. Last year... I think the two biggest problems the defense had was he was out and D Ford was out. Because when he was out, Marcel Harris came in and there was a clear difference. And they, teams would pick on Marcel Harris because he's yeah. at box safety. He can fill that role, but he cannot fill the coverage role. And that's the thing about about Kwaski Tart. Um, a couple years ago, he had that amazing interception on the Panthers. That 
that's what he does in pass coverage. He's a good, good coverage player. Right. He's a good player, and, and really quick, just to touch back on Jimmy Ward, it's something I've thought about since uh, Tart is in his last year of his deal. Okay, so Tarverius Moore, uh, he's shown progress, and he looks really good playing the high safety. He's got great range, and he has great an- anticipation. So I thought about, okay, you know, Jimmy Ward's a hitter. We saw with uh, Patrick Mahomes, and we saw uh, when he flipped Lazard in the in yeah. the title game, and he's a hitter. So I said, okay, you know, what if they bring him down to strong safety? And I spoke to a source there. They said, no, you do not want Jimmy Ward playing strong safety. He's still, even though he's a hitter, he's a small guy. He has injury histories. You do not want him missing any time. I'm like, okay, that's fair. So that's not going to happen. And then with... Uh, because thinking about Jaquaski Tart, hell of a player, like you said, he's going to get paid somewhere else next year. I yeah. see him as a top 10 safety in the league. Um, so why not go get the top three strong safety in the league in Jamal Adams? We could figure out the we, uh, the 49ers could figure out the money and how that wants to be done. It's something you could do with his agent, speak to his agent, and hey, I don't. Know, I'm not sure if they're allowed to right now. I think the Jets have to officially give that word. But once they do, I. That's what teams may be waiting on. Okay, we're going to go get you, but are you willing to play on these contract numbers for your last two years? Mm-hmm. If his agent says okay on that, I think the 49ers should absolutely go get him because, one, he's going to be cheaper than Jaquaski Tart this season, yeah. and he'll be cheaper next season. And then he's also younger, and like I said, he's a top three safety. Not taken away from Jaquaski. Like I said, he's a top ten strong safety, and that was a clear miss when he was out. I like uh, Marcel Harris a lot, but Marcel Harris is a complete box safety, doesn't really have much with coverage, and Drew Brees displayed that in the Saints game. Uh, That's kind of everything in the middle was wide open, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, So I, I I think they should make that trade, but if they don't make that deal, I am 100% satisfied with the 49ers rolling out Jaquaski Tart every Sunday. I would like to see everyone talks about Jimmy Ward's health, but Tart has missed 19 games in three season. So I would like to see him play a full 16 games as well. Yeah, I like that you brought up the Jamal Adams situation. Um, Grant Cohn, he reported a while back, like, oh, that there's like real interest from the Niners. You know, like there's actually like some talks and stuff going on that potentially that could happen. Originally, I was like, you can't trade for him. You don't have the money. However, I started thinking about it a little bit, and I think it was Cone was talking about he's going to be cheaper next year. Where what's the value? Here's my question, and this isn't even going long term for for Adams. What's the value if they gave up a first and and Tart for just next season? You could make the case that that's worth it because that defense yeah. would. I mean, I think they. They were almost a historic pass defense. First, like through the first half of the season, the Niners were, I think they had like 160 yards allowed in passing. Something like a, an absurd number. If you have Jamal Adams back there too, Jamal Adams and Jimmy Ward would be a terrifying safety duo. That is, if you're running across the middle as a receiver, you know you're about to get laid out. Not to yep. mention the other guys in the middle of the field. You got Fred Warner. You got Dre Greenlaw. Like the, I mean, you got Quan Alexander. That is not fun to play against. Um, I think it would be worth. I. It depends what the price is. 
And the biggest thing that you brought up is it depends will he play on those terms. Because right. if he's not, I don't know how they get it done. That's the big mm-hmm. question. But I do think it's worth it because I would say Jamal Adams is probably the best safety in the league. You could say, Mika, you could say a couple of their guys. Earl's not quite the guy he once was. Right. Um, a couple years ago, I would say that, you know, Earl's, his ball ball skills are just second to none. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's gone through some injuries and stuff. I think Jamal Adams, I mean, think about if the Niners would have picked him instead of Solomon Thomas. That would be, <laughs> you'd have some scary stuff going on in the defense. But I think it's worth it. And I was very like, no, you can't go do that. That's not, it doesn't work. Well, you got Prague. You got a great front office that figures stuff out. And they definitely, it's not, I don't think that they're just like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. I think they're trying to figure out a way, how do we get better? Because the big thing that you always hear about the NFL is you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You get Jamal Adams, you are getting better. That's, you're getting better at least for a season, you know? So I like that idea a lot. And I think you said Tart's great. Adams is much better. (laughs) Yes, he is. And how I look at people like to relate Jamal Adams this is why I say don't pay attention to the media so much. They like to call him a box safety. I Shannon Sharp called him a box safety. Um, but turn on the tape. Watch it. Jamal Adams plays man coverage with the Jets. That's their defensive scheme. Tar- with the 49ers, they play a cover three, which everybody helps everybody in that cover three scheme. Everything is designed to where you're helping the guy to your left and to your right. Jamal Adams doesn't have that with the Jets, and even if he did, he doesn't have much talent on that defense to help him out with that. Despite playing the man coverage, he still only had a passer rating against of 79.1. Only gave up two touchdowns, which is equivalent to what Tart gave up as well. And with getting all those sacks, he probably won't do that with San Francisco because that's not how the scheme's built. But he's doing that with what pass rush do they have like no one's setting up the table for him he's just going to get it he turns over the ball more as well force more fumbles he's just an all-around complete more safety and it's like i said it's not a knock on tart but let's get to the realization of tart's gonna play somebody somewhere else next year someone's gonna pay him more if they would like to just play out his contract with san francisco that is completely fine there's no issues with that because he's still a top 10 safety but if you could go get the best safety, if not the best, you know, top three safety in the league for a cheaper price, I think you have to do that as an organization. Yeah, and uh, other thing is, say that you let that Adams walks, it's not like the Niners are just screwed. They still have Tavarius Moore, and they still have Jimmy Ward. You know, they still have two safeties right. that are good. And you could put Jimmy in the nickel. You could do a lot of stuff. Obviously, strong safety is a little small like you brought up. <laughs> But you can figure stuff out for the defense. Um, you can be flexible, and I think that's the big thing is they got to be flexible. I, I love the idea, though, and I, I was really closed off it, about it, about get, acquiring Jamal Adams. But you brought up the sack stuff. Yeah, they run a different scheme. Jamal Adams, a lot of his sacks, he'll come down and he'll go, oh, I don't need to cover because of this. He's very, exactly. very smart, and he just – goes and plays off it and goes, it's not even a design blitz. And he goes and blitzes on him by his own. He gets a lot of sacks. Um, mm-hmm. The one play, like, if you watch this play, it's like, holy crap, this dude is a man among boys, is when he, I think it's Daniel Jones, where he, like, just takes the ball from oh, there, runs in for a touchdown. Whereas, like, this yes. is, it looks like he's playing Pop Warner, and he's an NFL yes. player. <laughs> That's but, my point. Imagine putting that on the defense with Fred Warner, Quan, Drake Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, uh, Eric Armstead, 
a D4, do I need to continue to keep going on that? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I know I'm I'm all for it. Uh, and even if you let him, if even if he walks, I think that there's a point of is a first rounder worth it? And I think you might be able to convince yourself that it is. Um, two mm-hmm. years, I would be fine if you let if you try because Tart's probably gonna walk like you brought up. He he already makes a good amount of money. He's one of those guys that are kind of going to be the odd man out just because they're going to have a ton of guys to pay next offseason. Right. Um, I think it's – I'm fully on board with it. <laughs> yeah, it's – you get a guy, a talent like Jamal Adams, what offense is going to beat you? Mm-hmm. Seriously. With the, 40, the amount of points the 49ers offense should put up, like year two with Garoppolo and, and Shanahan. Yes, it's year four, but technically it's year two. Mm-hmm. They only have one full year under their belts with each other. So the 49ers are going to be putting up about 30 points a game. What offense is going to put up 30 points on that defense? And that's that's a thing. You should be able to you should be able to beat the Chiefs. I think that's that's a one thing. You talk about that Chiefs game. Oh, what happens? Secondary falls apart. And you know, there's a lot of factors. Obviously, Mahomes is great. Um, and there's a lot of factors in that game. But honestly, if if Jamal Adams is there, I find it hard to believe that. That they're going to torch that secondary because he is that playmaker that that stuff doesn't happen against. He is one, a elite talent. Um, I'm big on you got to get a lot of elite talent on defense, like especially defense more than offense because offense you can scheme up. You know, Kyle showing right. that you can scheme up. Like the, the 49ers receivers last year through the first like before they acquired uh, Sanders, it, their receivers were not playing well, and they're yeah. still putting up a ton of points. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Before but, that, Debo was only averaging like 33 receiving yards a game. Yeah. Before they got Emmanuel Sanders, and they were still eight and up. Yeah. So I feel like that's a, a good point to stop this episode. But like Leo said, Jamal Adams, that's the guy you might want to go after. So once again, Leo, thanks for coming on. Um, what's your your YouTube channel so we can have some people subscribe to it? Definitely appreciate that. It's tapped in sports. Just go ahead and. Type in Tapped in Sports on YouTube, and you'll be able to see all my content from there. Yeah, absolutely. Check out his channel, guys. Um, If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating and review. And uh, thanks again.